Welcome to this week's episode of the Bigger Picture Podcast. Excited to share this week's episode with y'all. We've got the owner of Hearth and Honey, which is a charcuterie business in the local DMV area. And for those of you that have no idea what charcuterie is, like myself a few years back, it's basically a cheese board that's got some fire all over it. And if you're in a relationship, you probably already know what charcuterie is, but make sure y'all go get your orders in from our guests if you want to try one out. We're going to be touching on a creative outlet and hobby turning into a source of income. So I'm excited for y'all to hear this one. Let's get right to it. I wanted to welcome today's guest, Faith. All right, so today we wanted to welcome Faith. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat with you this afternoon. Yeah, no problem. I'm excited as well. Um, I had a really tough question I wanted to ask you first, and this is going to be probably the most serious thing I've asked anyone. Um, what's your favorite cheese to put on your charcuterie boards? So yeah, that's a that's a really good question. There are so many to choose from. Lately, I've been super into goat cheese, um, and I've just kind of been taking it plain and adding honey and red pepper flakes and just making it a delicious yet spicy and sweet uh, treat. So that's kind of been my favorite recently. Yeah, I haven't tried spicy goat cheese, but I definitely need to give it a try. I'll try to I'll try it sooner than later. Um, ironically, and for everyone that's listening, this is the owner of Hearth and Honey, a charcuterie business. And I can't really experience charcuterie the same way a lot of people can, because I, I don't eat pork, but I'll, I'll eat everything else that's on the board. Because, you know, the cheeses are great, the crackers are great, everything else. I've, people put all sorts of things on there. Um, but I'm, I'm sure that's holding me back from getting the full experience as you know, a lot of people do talk about that all the time, but yeah, I'll definitely have to try that goat cheese out sometime. Um, how are you, how are you holding up though during this pandemic? I'm doing great. And, and just to go back to your, your comment before, yeah, but we have had um, folks request boards without pork. And so we've done um, smoked salmon, uh, turkey, chicken, and other sorts of meats that would accommodate people who have, um, food allergies or, or just want to avoid certain uh, meats. And so there's still a way to enjoy the experience of, of a cheese board without the, uh, without pork. You might have to be the one that gives me that first experience. I, just, I haven't seen that anywhere else because most of the time I'm usually, uh, I have no idea what I'm picking and my girlfriend is just kind of choosing for me and I'm eating the grapes in the corner. But uh, I'll definitely have to try out one of your boards and get the smoked salmon or one of the other options you have. Definitely, we can do turkey, beef, anything. So yeah, how, how have you been holding up during this pandemic? It's It's been an experience, you know. Um, it's not been easy. I think so many people are struggling, um, especially through this, these um, fall and winter months that we've, you know, kind of been going through and not being able to be outside and see other people, even in a safe and socially distanced way. I think I kind of felt a bit restless this past month with just being stuck in. I'm, I'm working from home and so... Um, you know, it's, it's been an adjustment for sure, but I'm grateful to have uh, this business where I'm able to have a creative outlet and find a way uh, to bring some joy and happiness and delicious food to other people um, who are also kind of going through difficult moments um, with this pandemic. Yeah, so I, I completely feel you with that, you know, just feeling like you're stuck at home because one, you don't want to go outside because it's too cold and too like there's not much you can really do besides being in areas that aren't quote unquote safe. Um, so I agree with you hundred percent on that. Um, to go on to, you know, talk about what you've got going on. 
I wanted to ask, how did you, how'd you get the idea of starting a charcuterie business? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so basically crafting the charcuterie cheese boards, it started as a hobby. Uh, the very first board I made was in 2018 um, for a small women's empowerment event. And um, I actually commissioned it for free just because I truly enjoy putting it together. And it was my own way of just giving back. Um, and it wasn't until like 2020 that I started making them more consistently and sharing pictures on Instagram of my progress. And then one thing kind of just led to another. And before you know it, um, I, can, I commissioned my first board and it, happened, and it happened to be for Mother's Day, uh, funnily enough. And so, yeah, I'll never forget um, how empowering it felt to make something that other people found enough value in to actually purchase. Um, and then it was at that moment that I knew I was onto something. And um, I've always just kind of wanted to pursue some form of creative entrepreneurship. And so when the pieces of Hearth and Honey started to come together, I was just over the moon with excitement and, and joy um, just to be able to have uh, my hand at something that other people um, would just be super um, thrilled with. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm sure, um, you know, during this pandemic, a lot of people are finding, kind of finding that entrepreneurial side of them and either doing stuff that they used to always like doing and kind of showcasing mm -hmm. it more or, you know, they just, a lot of people have more free time because, you know, most people are working remotely um, uh, if, you know, things worked out for them with that. And yeah. people just have a lot more time with their hands to think about what they want to do. So I, th I think it's amazing that you kind of picked up off the momentum pre-pandemic with something you already love doing and just continue to ride it. So that's that's great. Great to hear. Um, what are some challenges you faced that were unexpected? So in the beginning, and it's been less than a year now, so it's still sort of very much in the beginning stage, um, increasing brand awareness. Um, and that continues to be a challenge that I'm working through and just mindful of, but kind of um, making sure that people understand our unique advantage and what we bring to the table in the cheese board and charcuterie space. Just because um, it's, like I said earlier, it's charcuterie is having a moment and there are so many people who um, are offering something similar with cheese boards and graze boards. Um, and even if you go to your local grocery store, I know for me, at least um, when I'm in certain stores, there'll be pre-made cheese boards or charcuterie boards. And so kind of just making sure that people understand what um, what's special about Hearth and Honey, why they need it, how it will help them cultivate beautiful moments with the people that they love and share a wonderful experience together. So definitely kind of being mindful again of putting it out there that we're unique, that we have something different to offer, um, that we're a small business with um, someone who's really passionate about food and food at large and, and just bringing people together for, for special moments. So definitely um, that is something that um, I've been mindful of. Yeah, I think it's great you're bringing those elements together of, you know, bringing people together through food. Um, charcuterie boards are really a good way to, you know, get together, have a good time with some friends or whoever you're with and enjoy some food. And, you know, who doesn't love eating food while socializing? Um, what resources helped you learn how to create the unique cheese boards, given all these other places people can get them? Well, just to start with, like YouTube University, honestly, just mm -hmm. researching <laughs> Um, learning all that I can, soaking up information from everywhere. Um, people who are not even in the the cheese and charcuterie space, but just in food in general, um, learning like food safety, just kind of like getting a good footing um, from all sides. And one thing that has been really helpful for me um, as a small business owner, as a new person in this space, 
is having communities of people who are also on the same journey. And so there's this one uh, group in particular that I'm connected to called Brown Girls Cheese. And um, it's been great to just share resources with people who are coming at this from all different places in their life. Um, some are parents, some have been in cheese boards and charcuterie uh, spaces for years now. Some have just started just like me. Um, some are opening up storefronts and just doing amazing things um, and landing huge corporate partnerships. Um, some are su super invested in the community, in their communities that they serve and kind of working more at a local level. So yeah, just taking advantage of every, every opportunity that I can to learn from people who are, you know, on a similar journey. And then just like taking advantage of free resources out there, like again, YouTube, um, and just learning from the pros honestly. Yeah, YouTube has definitely been everyone's best friend. Uh, you know, from for me, it's even from haircuts to making food workouts, just YouTube is definitely a great resource for people to, you know, learn anything really nowadays. Um, so that's great. Um, tell us about your charcuterie selection process for your menu. Do you base it off, you know, seasonal produce or upcoming holidays? Or how do you decide those? Yeah, so both actually, and that's a good question. Um, so there are staple cheeses that I like working with, like manchego, brie, cheddar, asiago. And then there are like more seasonal items that are fun to offer. For example, uh, Trader Joe's has this delicious cranberry and cinnamon goat cheese that was a hit with my clients last fall. So specifically on Thanksgiving and around that time. Um, but yeah, holiday menus are fun to put together. And we definitely see... Um, an uptick in sales around Christmas and Valentine's Day. They were very busy times for us. And so I think, you know, with people wanting to get together to celebrate um, holidays, it's it's fun to kind of use that as inspiration for what they will have on their boards. Yeah, um, I definitely just, you spoke on Monchego that, that Monchego, that's definitely my favorite cheese I've had on a cheese board. It's just like anytime, I even see charcuterie board. Like that's the first thing I just want to eat because it's. If anyone hasn't tried it, you have to go try it. It's just something about it just like hits different. It's. Yeah. It it's, just. It's so good. <laughs> I fully agree. It's my second favorite behind the goat cheese. It's so delicious and and honestly just pairs well with so many other things. I love putting it, um, with a cracker and prosciutto and um, jam, and it just it's amazing. So I agree with you there. Yeah, like you said, Montego with cracker and some jam is definitely something I look forward to anytime I have a charcuterie board. And honestly, I don't get tired of it either. But I haven't tried goat cheese yet. So I'll have to see what that's I'll have to see what that's talking about. So moving on to the next question, there's a lot of moving parts to running a business. How do you make sure you're keeping yourself organized? So something um, that has helped me to stay organized are definitely spreadsheets. Just having all the information I need in an easily accessible way where all the details are there and help me to stay accountable has been really helpful. On the social media side, it's been really important for me to have a, a, a content calendar so I know when to post, what to post. Um, and it's been helpful to like use the social media tools on Instagram, for example, to track analytics, what people are liking, what they're not liking, what they're engaging with. And so, those those are also cues for me to to see what I can be better planning and doing around our online presence and even down to the things that people may want to request on their boards. 
Yeah, I think those are great things to do to stay organized. You know, a content calendar is a great idea for staying on top of your social media. For anyone that's trying to run a page, you want to have some sort of consistency with how your content is flowing. And, you know, also with the analytics, you you can kind of see the trends of what people like and how people are engaging with you. So you kind of get a tip of like, hey, should I do this more? Should I do this less? Um, And then trying new things as well. So I think those are all great ways of, you know, to stay organized. Um, Moving on, if you were to create, you know, your ideal charcuterie board, what would you have on it? Oh, that's a good question. So definitely that manchego that we talked about earlier, for sure. Uh, Cypress Groves has this delicious cheese called Humboldt Fog, which I would definitely include on my ideal board. Uh, For produce, I'm doing grapes, strawberries, and figs. And then I'll also add some hot honey in there, malcona almonds, and prosciutto. Uh, For someone that doesn't know what to order at all, like if you, someone brand new like me, what would you, would you like curate the same thing or would you recommend something different? So I think for the ones that I've listed, I've def- I would definitely recommend uh, the same for someone who may be intimidated to, to try new and different things, especially relating to cheese. Uh, they're all pretty safe in terms of uh, level of flavor and spiciness. Um, and I think they just complement each other very well, especially on the machango. I think we have something in common there. Um, and then with the accoutrements such as Marcona almonds and, and fruit, and honey, they just kind of add on to what you're tasting as far as cheese in a way that you would be more familiar with. Yeah. If anyone takes a look at your Instagram page, you can see how you express yourself through your cheese boards and charcuterie. And it's it's honestly very appealing to the eye. And it's obvious that it's made a huge impact in your life. So I wanted to ask, how, how has charcuterie changed your life? Yeah. Um, these are all really good questions that you're asking. It's It's been a creative outlet, like I said before. It's connected me with people that I may not have ever come in contact with. Um, it's helped with my own sense of confidence. Um, just as you were saying, you know, about everyone having a different style um, in building their boards or platters or spreads. And so being able to do things that I think are appealing to my eye that also translates to how other people are able to receive what I'm doing and appreciate it, you know, has just kind of skyrocketed my confidence. And so I'm so grateful for that. It's also kind of helped me with my own, you know, personal sense of purpose and contribution to my community. And so it has been a life-changing experience for me, especially with, you know, being able to meet different people, different vendors and small businesses. Um, That's something that's really close to my heart is being able to be in community with people while also wanting people to be in community with the ones they love while enjoying um, a hearth and honey experience. Yeah. So what, what would you say is next for hearth and honey? Yeah, you, you queued me up for um, a similar response. Definitely more partnerships as it gets warmer outside. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to work with other small businesses and do pop-ups and be at your local farmer's markets and just kind of get outside and enjoy the summer after a grueling winter indoors. And so mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I'm excited to get out. I'm excited to get outdoors, but most importantly, I'm excited to work with other small businesses as we kind of have been doing um, these past few months, but just in a more, um, in a more frequent way. Yeah. It's just being stuck at home. You can't really um, show people like, 
at farmers markets and you know just being out in general at pop-ups people want to go try stuff they want to learn about new people all the time and if i if i were to see a cheese board in public like i, I would probably buy one on the spot right there or put in my order um definitely so being home all day is kind of hard to even you know for some people some people don't find some pages on instagram twitter social media um so i think just you know a lot of people like seeing things in person and hopefully post pandemic uh will come sooner than later and you know we could see you at all the pop-ups locally and i definitely want to be there to kind of just you know see this in person and get to appreciate it like live um yes that and that just also reminds me too uh, of um just wanting to share that i am working on uh releasing a new menu for the spring and summer and so along with wanting to be outside it's going to help that the flavors and the pairings are just going to make sense for uh for summertime yeah i'm not i'm not the best at knowing what mixes are best seasonally but you know when it's done the right way it's pretty clear when you're tasting it why those flavors or not why but you know the blend of flavors mixing together at the time uh but for that reason, I'll stick to being the person who just eats the food because that seems to be the easiest job when it comes to charcuterie boards. Um, so what are some tips you would give yourself when you first came up with this idea? Yeah, so I would tell myself to keep going, uh, to show up for my business every day, even if it's marginal, um, to stay inspired, but never intimidated, to cultivate meaningful relationships and partnerships, which I, I think I'm doing pretty well in. Um, and just to have fun and enjoy this season while it lasts. I think smaller uh, beginner businesses have unique opportunities to really be plugged into the needs and wants of their clients at this stage. And so, you know, just kind of reminding myself to appreciate the process, trust the process um, and have fun with it. Yeah, I think that's something anyone can take, honestly, take away for whatever they're doing in life. Just, you know, just appreciating the process and enjoy what you're doing because that makes it so much it makes things go by faster, but you don't feel like you're forced onto doing something that you don't want to do. Um, so great advice right there. Uh, given the current climate and uh, to move on, given the current climate of, you know, what's going on and the Black Lives Matter movement, what's one thing you think we can all do to support this movement moving forward? Yeah, that's an important question. And I'm glad that you asked me it. I think uh, folks can, you know, just be buying from Black-owned businesses, using their platform to amplify Black voices, um, no matter what your platform looks like or, or the amount of people that you have following you. I think we all have a stage and an opportunity to be um, using our influence to for for the for the greater good, especially in regard to Black lives. Um, you know, people can also be donating, signing petitions, volunteering. There's so many ways to to be involved. Um, one thing that I would just say as a note of caution is just to avoid performative solidarity. So be prepared to answer, um, be prepared to answer for the ways that you espouse to support Black lives in, in a real and meaningful way. Um, and then lastly, just to take the driver's seat in educating yourself on Black history and our quest for justice and equity. Like don't wait for Black people to be your historian or teacher, just educate yourself and, and take that up. As, um, as part of your own personal mission to want to advance the cause um, and, uh, and just wanting to be um, a part of a movement to be in support of, of Black people. Yeah, I love the way you say that. Uh, the, I love the way you just phrased everything you said. You know, a lot of people, I say this in a couple of my episodes, but it really bothers me. You know, those people that just posted the Black Square 
mm-hmm. or, you know, there, there was a couple of weeks in March, you know, people or people that are influencers, uh, you know, they're, they're doing performative things just so they're like quote unquote followers would stay happy or, you know, not really doing it to support the movement, but more to just make sure that they're not getting, they're not going to get bashed. Um, mm-hmm. So people definitely need to have more purpose with that instead of just being performative. So, I mean, you, I think you just said everything perfectly and we all do need to do our part. And, you know, as long as I don't want to say as long as like, we, we got to see progress, you know? And I think one of the things you also said is, a lot of people have to educate themselves, you know, whether that be reading books, having those conversations, um, you know, reading articles, watching movies, like there's so many options you can have now to learn about the reality of situations and how like these injustices that are going on and the unfair treatment and, you know, the privilege that's taken away from people or the privilege that some people have that others don't. Um, So I think you just, everything you said was amazingly said and yeah, so I wanted to thank you and appreciate you for taking the time to join the Bigger Picture podcast. Make sure y'all go follow Faith on Instagram at Hearth and Honey and underscore after that. And, you know, she'll share you her other socials. I just wanted to quickly just follow up on what you said and thank you for using your platform to, you know, raise awareness and um, solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and Black lives in general, and just like for your vision to see the fact that even though we're a cheese board and charcuterie business, we still have something to say about Black lives and equity and justice. And so I think it's it's so great what you're doing. I'm grateful to have been on your show. And if you're looking to learn, uh, for everyone listening, if you're looking to learn more about Hearth and Honey, you can find us on Instagram. It's H-E-A-R-T-H-N-H-O-N-E-Y underscore. Same on Facebook. And we're also on TikTok too, same same username. So feel free to so- search us on socials. Yeah, I know everyone's loving to, I, I personally don't have a TikTok yet. I feel like I'll get, or I don't want to say yet. I feel like I would get addicted to it. But for everyone listening, I know you guys got TikTok. So make sure you go check that out. Yes, it's definitely a time suck, but it's great. It's fun. Yeah. So once again, I just want to thank you for taking the time. And, uh, you know, it was great learning more about what you had uh, going on and just, hearing your perspective on some things definitely want to just thank you again for your time and you know we'll be in touch definitely thank you again for having me it's been terrific all right y'all thanks for tuning in to this week's episode i wanted to give some more perspectives to you listeners uh, and i wanted to do that by shifting my questions to my guests about mindset they have and the work they do and whatever field they happen to be in And I hope this can motivate and inspire you all to go accomplish those dreams of yours and, you know, turn something you have as a passion into your purpose. So stay tuned for next week's episode and I'll see y'all then.